Thanks so much to Pod Plays Podcast, bringing great stories, epic songs, audio dramas that are a movie for your ears. Within each story, you'll discover new and original music by Nashville's top hit songwriters. Visit podplays.com to find the stories, the app, and links to follow Pod Plays on all your favorite social media sites. Look at this. Got the refrigerator in the background. You know I love food. You trying oh, to tell me? Oh, man. We're so hungry well, right now. Over, Doing a fat boy wrong, man. What's <laughs> we haven't eaten all day, baby. Come over right now. We'll, we'll feed you, brother. Come over. Man. This is the Marty Ray Project Chats, and I'm Marty Ray, one of the hosts of this podcast. You might know me from a beard video, a prank call, a rap song turned acoustic cover, or hopefully one of my original albums. And I'm Chris Wallen. You might know me from, where would they know me from again? You might know Chris from number one hit songs like Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney and Something to Be Proud of by Montgomery Gentry. Whether you know either one of us or not, I bet you're going to have fun here. Welcome to the project. Download, subscribe, and rate, whether you love it or not. Sound supplied by Roadcaster Pro. He's ranked number three out of all UFC lightweight fighters with a record of 21-4. and four. He's a highly decorated black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's fought the biggest fight of his life, biggest fight of his life, biggest fight of his career, in my opinion, just recently. And the next one will be for the title. And he's a devout follower of Jesus, just like me. So we're family before we even know each other. Welcome to the show, Benny Darius. Thank you for being on the show, oh, brother. Praise God. What a great introduction. Praise God. Thanks, bro. I, yeah, I really those. hope for that title shot. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, I need a hype man. Yes, hey, I'm there. I'm there. You just had a baby? Uh, yeah, we haven't said anything to anyone, but yeah, we did. You you guys see the balloons back there? I see, welcome I see baby. Wednesday. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm uh I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm uh like I I've you know, she's actually she was right next to me uh next to the camera and I'm like Looking at her, looking at you guys, I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, sh- a that's, time, a, that's a sharp is... contrast you're looking at there, buddy. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I just been thinking, you know, I've been thinking all uh, these three days. We were stuck in the hospital for two, but and then we finally got home. But when we finally got home, I I realized, man, I've been waiting for this my whole life, and I didn't even know it. For this interview, I know it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, yeah, man. Well, finally, here we are, yeah, Benny. It all comes down to right. this. I mean, here man. we are. And uh, you look, hey, I've been waiting a long time, too, brother. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally here with us. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, though, I did ask you to be on the show a long time ago. And um, thank you for uh, being on the show. We've, you know, we've had Matt Sarah and Stephen Thompson and uh, not a lot of, we've had a lot of UFC fighters. And, uh, you were one I wanted for in particular because you followed me on Instagram and then I followed you back and then I don't know how that happened. Maybe I followed you first. Did I follow you and you followed me? No, actually, Thompson, uh, Wonder Boy posted something about you and I was like, oh my gosh, who's this guy? He uh, doesn't look like how he sounds. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? So, <laughs> what, what, I, I don't know. I, well, <laughs> looking at you, I didn't think you'd sound like an angel. So yeah. It was, uh, well, it was, look uh, at your look at your newborn me. baby while I sing from now on. <laughs> and 
that's that'll... exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, but anyway, when I saw that you were uh, a follower of Jesus, I was like, "This is my guy, and I hope he wins the belt, and I hope he keeps it forever as long as he wants." I still hope that, and I know that's coming soon. Now you're finally getting up there. We start every episode with a fast five. We ask five quick questions, and we ask for five answers. They're qu- sometimes they're quick, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they don't even get answered at all. So. Here we go. You ready? I think so. Here we go. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, man, I, I've had the balut, which is in the uh, Philippines, the the duck embryo, but that's not Ew. the weirdest one. Oh yeah. I, I was in I was in Singapore, and they bought brought me the tentacles of a uh, either a squid or an octopus, but it's still moving. And they're like, "Yeah, go ahead, eat it." And I'm like, uh, "It's oh, moving." Oh man! But I didn't, I didn't want to say no, so I, I, I ate it, and then it, it starts like attacking your tongue because Ooh. it wants to survive. So, that that that's that's up there. I think that's got to be the weirdest one. I think that they when they put salt water on those things, they come back a lot. They, Ooh, like yeah, a, because like a it's, slug. it's like a. It's like a uh, an electrical thing. You know, the nerves when you put salt water on, and they and they, and they start. Golly, yeah. man. You know what's funny is when you, you mentioned those two, we've actually mentioned those two dishes on our show in the past. We used to have a segment called What Not to Eat, and those both of those were on it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> you know, the the balut, I actually, to be honest, after if, I, after a while, I, I didn't mind the balut anymore. Uh, the, the tentacles – I mean, I like I like octopus and squid. I just don't like it moving in my mouth. I, I normally like the taste, but it was raw, and they, you, you, I watched them like cut it up right in front of me as the thing was alive, and they're like, "Here you go," and I was like, "Ah, okay." Mm. So. You ever watched them do? They actually have the the baby octopuses. They 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 put them on a stick. And they're still alive, and there's a certain way that you have to eat them. Like you, you have to twist them, and if you if you don't eat them correctly, they will like lodge in your throat. They will kind of. So there's a certain way that you have to eat them and uh, just swallow them. Why do people want to go through that? It's like just like that cheese. So that, that Kasu Marzu. You ever you ever heard of Kasu Marzu? No, but I had basically what he just said, but the generic version. I had the easier version where it's just the tentacles where it right. probably won't kill you. Probably. Probably. I used to have this uh, – go to this sushi place so much that uh, this – they knew me by name and they gave me a Christmas present. <laughs> I went there so much, but I, w- I was talking to the chef one day and I would sit in there and, and I asked him, I said, so – what do you, what is your favorite meal? Like, what do you eat? And he says, American, he goes, Americans don't understand. I said, what do you mean? Americans don't understand. He said, he said, my favorite um, meal is, is hooked to a memory of my family. I said, oh, that's so cool, man. He goes, yeah, we eat live eel. Yeah. And nah, he, nah, he, nah. he said, it's not about, he says, it's not about how it tastes. It's not about, it, it, it's about 
you know, the family and the, and the, you know, and, and the kids laughing and, and, and not wanting to try it. And, and I, and I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. But he was dead serious, you know? Why can't you eat something good with the family? And and I was thinking, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, have you ever tried to get the family together and just get Have Popeye's a, chicken or a cheeseburger or a cheeseburger. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheeseburger. You know, I'm like, I eat a cheeseburger like four times a week. <laughs> yeah, man. Cheeseburgers is where it's at. Cheeseburgers, yeah. pizza. Wait, you know. wait, wait. Tell me about the cheese. Sorry. I, I cut you off. There was something about cheese. The Kasu Marzu. Oh yeah. There you Ka- go. Kasu Marzu. Man, this, they're got a gnat in <laughs> There's here. There's a gnat. There is a gnat in Destroying here. Destroying me. Um, the Casu Marzo is a, is a cheese that's illegal in most countries. Every country, actually, besides besides Italy, there's a small uh, portion of Italy that it's illegal to eat this cheese. The reason it's it's illegal is because it's ingested with maggots on purpose, and they all get in there and break down the cheese. And when you break it open, these maggots can jump. And if they jump, if you're too close and they jump, they get in your eyes, and they can actually burrow inside of your brain. It's a very dangerous cheese. And if you don't crunch up and chew uh-huh. up all the maggots while you're eating it, then they will burrow through your stomach and destroy your body. It just kill you. So if you ever that get sounds offered, amazing. If you ever get offered Kasu Marzu, don't don't eat it. Man. Got it. Got, got it? it. <laughs> now I got it. I do this a eat, lot. I normally eat I eat all the cheese. I never say no to cheese, but oh, I think me there's too. I remember that, name. that I'm gonna say. Yeah, Kasu, Kasu Marzu. Marzu. You see this? Marzu. You see this right here, this thumbs up? I do this all the time, and, and I just found something out. I want you to tell me why, because you are you were born in Iran. Why is this a, a offensive in Iran? I'm not sure, but I ever since I grew up, it was like that. If you want, I can my, ask my mom right now, but ever since I was little – that's what it was. We were Is she right there by you? And I'm, I didn't even know that. Yeah, she's right here. Yeah, this is like apparently like the 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 bird. Yeah, ask your mom. Really? Ask her why the thumbs up is like the. Ma, kamu asupa juiran khirbla. Ina kamu. Why? Oh, okay. She says she doesn't know. They just instead of the middle finger, they they use right, the thumbs right. up. Right, right. That's crazy. I yeah. get maybe if I had to guess, I they probably hate America so much they uh, they decided look look we're gonna we're gonna switch it up on them. They oh. like the thumbs up. We're gonna make that our fu sign. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so I wonder if the the bird is actually how you say thumbs up over there. <laughs> you know what I think I mean? so. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, you good?" Uh-huh. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I can I can personally tell you it's not. They, they watch a lot of TV. They, they watch we can a lot put of TV a we can put a, a pin in that right now. It's not. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. See, we woke her up. That's my that's my girl. Yeah. She's precious. She. Uh, it, it's either food. Uh, or sleeping, and if you disturb either one of those things, she she goes nuts. Oh no! If We're, you if yeah, you could see, break you if you could break bread with three people, alive or dead, who would it be? Okay. Mm. 
obviously the Lord is number one. Uh, if, if we can have that meal and conversation, I, I might even be able to speak Aramaic with them since that's our native language. Eric Liddell. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Eric uh, Liddell. He was a, he was a, uh, Olympic, ch- uh, champion in the the 400 they made a movie about him uh what, what was it called uh, uh chariots of fire oh yeah oh, it's an wow, old yeah. movie yeah yeah he, he but like they make the movie only about his running in reality he's like when they ask him hey are you gonna run again he's like nah i'm cool i'm going to china to be a missionary so that that's a guy i'm a big fan wow. of and then yeah, I'm trying to think who else would be cool can I suggest me? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I mean, I'll just play it. I'll just play it. Sometimes I'll send the right answers I mean, to we'll, the people beforehand so they'll answer what I want them to answer. Are you in Nashville? I'll, I'll be there soon if you're in Nashville. When are you be? You going to be in Nashville? Yeah, I think July something. What are you oh, coming wow. to Nashville for? I'm supposed uh, I got an interview with, uh, I think, uh, Candace, I think. Candace Owens. Really? Oh, I love Candace Owens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they called me uh, after the last fight, and I was like, "Oh, okay, sure." That's huge. But what? What? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm trying. I got. I want somebody alive right now who I want to really. Uh... Oh, I know who I'd want to break bread with is the 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 president of China. I I'd like to, or the president of China. I'd like to have a talk with him. It'll be great. Oh, yeah. wow. That's very interesting. That's an yeah. interesting take. Yeah. It's an interesting take, but <laughs> he'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But you couldn't speak to him because uh, he you don't speak Chinese. He'd understand what I'm saying. You think so? <laughs> he'd understand. He'd know. <laughs> he'd understand. Wow. He'd know. <laughs> What's your favorite smell? This is this is hard to think about, I know. Favorite smell. Mom's cooking. Typically, like whenever I walk into her house, it's just a perfect smell. You know, I was looking up Iranian and, food, right? Because I was wondering, now what did Benny Benil grow up eating from for nine years? And I was like, it, it really don't look that different from the, from American food. There's a lot of meat, you know, from what I saw, and there's a, it looks like a lot of good food. It wasn't any crazy stuff. A lot of rice. There was some rice I seen, right? Nothing like rice, the balloon rice ever, stuff. No, no, no. A Mediter- we're basically a Mediterranean diet. Uh, rice every meal, just about. And then, you know, you got salads, you got your meats and stuff. Right. One thing we didn't have enough of is fish. Only certain areas in the country get, get a lot of fish, and we just didn't get a lot of fish. Was there cheeseburgers in Iran? Yes. There was. Not as much. They're mostly burgers, not, not so much cheese. Is not so typical when it comes to burgers, but there's a lot of burgers. If I were to get, if I were to go to an uh, Iranian restaurant, which they have here in Nashville, what would you suggest that that I get try? Because I love that kind of kubi stuff. Kubide. Go get, go there and, and order the kubide. It's two skewers of meat, rice, and and maybe possibly vegetables. It's a, uh, it's our most traditional uh going out meal like you go out okay. to eat something you get kubi i might so do that i recommend that and then if you want to get a little bit more like family stuff there's like fes and june there's the zedish polo they're, they're different they're but right. 
Kuby Day is the most common. Can okay. you, when you come to Nashville, can we take you to this Iranian restaurant and you order for us? You got it. I'm gonna hold you to. You just got to tell me what you like. No, no, I'm gonna uh, hold you. I'm gonna eat whatever good. you order as long as it's not spicy. Now I can't eat spicy <laughs> stuff. Is it hot? I don't mind spicy. You don't eat spicy? I can't eat spicy Nashville food. Hot chicken. No, I, I'm not originally from Nashville. I'm originally from Memphis. So, Memphis, oh, Tennessee. No. You know where that's at? I don't know. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, barbecue. I got a few buddies from there. Who? I might know. Oh, yeah, you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Terrence. I, I hear actually you guys are supposed to be the best for barbecue. I was in Texas and, and I was asking about the barbecue because, you know, Texas. And he's like, eh, it's all right here. If you want real good barbecue, you have to go to Memphis. I was like, what do you mean? I'm in Texas. He's like, no, no, no. You I'm like, well, it's a different like, kind right. of barbecue. That guy's it's a smart. different. Chris, no, that guy's smart. That no, guy's different. That guy's smart. No, I say that everywhere I go. <laughs> I've tried every barbecue there is, yeah. and may, I could be just biased, but um, there's none better than Memphis. I will say that Kansas City barbecue is pretty good. Pretty good because that's kind of what I like. I like thick and sweet sauce, and and uh, that Kansas City's that way. Memphis is that way uh, for some things, and then but well, the cuts of meat are different too. Where you go, like in Texas, they're big on beef and brisket. That's true, and it's a different thing than you know. I will tell you that the best beef, the best barbecue brisket I ever had was in Texas in Houston. I will say that best best brisket I've ever had was in North Texas in a place called Hutchins. Yeah, I knew I was in love when I walked in the door and they had free banana pudding. Mm. I'm like, they had me at that. I'm home. <laughs> yeah. Wait. What was the brisket place, Marty? The brisket actually it wasn't a place. The brisket place. I was at a uh, a festival. And uh, with my buddy who got invited uh, to this festival, it was a barbecue festival, and it was like a competition as well. And he got right. in, he we got into the tent, and this guy he he really didn't have a business doing this. He had a business doing something else. He just enjoyed cooking, and he he made this brisket, and I, he was like, "If this ain't the best brisket you've," he said, "Be honest with me." He said, "You're from Memphis. You've eaten a lot of barbecue. Be honest with me." And uh, I was I I was not lying to the guy when yeah. I said. There's something you've done here that's different than any any beef brisket I've ever had. So it was the best. Yeah, the Hutchins, the place uh, I was talking, about, it's in McKinney, McKinney, Texas, mm. and it's north. Uh, and I, I I had to stay there. I was doing gigs up there, and it, there was a five day stint that I stayed in McKinney, and man, I found Hutchins, and it was like. I got that brisket, and there's some, yeah, when it's done right, there's something about it. They told me that it, they, I think they cook it at like 200 degrees for 17 hours or something like that. Mm, that and sounds nice. Seven. Yeah, I, I do 12. Man, I, I like brisket. I make my own brisket. I do 12 hours. Man, 17 hours. And they cut really it like some places. You go to a restaurant, and they, they bring you the plate, and it's cut. Well, they they're they wait till you get there, and then they cut it right then, and they ask you if you okay. want a fatty piece or a lean piece. Mm. Of course, you know, I'm a fatty. fatty I'm a fatty man. Yeah, I'm a fat boy, too. <laughs> um, what would be your speaking we're, of food? We're all on the same page. Well, you ain't a fat boy, but you're a dangerous boy, but not a fat I, boy. I, I, I eat like a fat boy, trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm almost 190 right now, and I'm, I fight at 155. So, And I'm doing two practices a day still. 
We're gonna put you to test on that heating now. Oh man, hey, gonna, yeah. When you come to Nashville, yeah, we're gonna see, man. We're gonna see about that now. Um, we'll start with spicy hot chicken. <laughs> well, then you'll win right off the bat. You won. Uh, what would your last death? If you was on death row, what would your last meal be? Mm, that's that's tough. Uh, my mom makes this uh, thing called chipta. It's like meatballs in, in this uh, in this like uh, uh, it's like a stew thing. It's 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 wonderful. That would probably be my last meal. That sounds amazing. When you say yeah. you had me a meatball, I know. Yeah, yeah. I could probably. Oh, there's an egg inside the meatball. Ooh. Keep talking. <laughs> Yeah, what else? What what else is inside else the is meatball? In mm, okay. There is some veggies in Can there. Just, I don't I don't know how she makes it. Can you just put your mom on? Yeah, need a recipe. Yeah. All right, well that was the fast five. You did great. Oh, cool. Yeah. But but uh, now we're getting to the interview. First off, I want to say Tesla sucks, but I'm uh, glad you finally got your Tesla, uh, courtesy of Elon Musk, after you called him out after that fight, after beating Tony Ferguson. Did he reach out to you personally? Um, every dealership in, in Orange County reached out to me. It was incredible. <laughs> Listen, you think – you think Tesla sucks? Try um, try living in California, paying five dollars a gallon, and then and you'll yeah. be like, man, I need a Tesla. <laughs> That's true, but I'll t- the only reason I say that is because I'm not opposed to owning a Tesla, but the the ones that I could afford, the, the thirty thousand, not the ones. So you're on another level. So you're up there with the big dogs. You're you know you probably got millions in the bank. So somebody that has my, like my, my wife is up there. I got yeah. My wife is up there with the big dogs. I got a Corolla. <laughs> that was her Tesla. <laughs> so like the Tesla that I could afford, the thirty thousand dollar one, it the range is like one hundred and fifty miles before you have to recharge. Right. And I'm thinking about well to get from Nashville to Memphis, which is the trip that I would make. Mm-hmm. It ain't making it, and there's no there ain't no charging station in between here and Memphis. It might be. Well, well, it might be. Well, the way you got high <laughs> with well, it, you know, it kind of convinced me a little bit. Well, you work for Elon? I do, actually, yeah. <laughs> did it, did they, Elon actually wait, reach out? Uh, only on Twitter he uh, he he messaged, which was which was more than enough. I, I didn't even think he was going to respond. I, I did it kind of jokingly. There's no way he wasn't going to respond on a national stage like that. You called him out. You knew he was going to respond, Benny. Let's be real. <laughs> You knew he was going to have yeah, to address I, that. I got to be honest with you, man. He's He's been pretty great with the response then because, uh, you know, my car is still not here, but he's oh. given me a loaner to drive till it comes. And the loaner is amazing. It's it's everything we were hoping the car would be. Yeah. The little, the big old iPad on the screen and <laughs> it's like a big iPad, ain't it? It, there is. I, I mean, I'm not really great with technology, but you know, for putting for putting Alva in the car, for taking her out, the ways the door opens, right? Uh, the the way it works, it, it feels like you're you're using a smartphone. It uh, it puts the baby in the car for you, don't it? <laughs> not yet, but <laughs> and then rocks it to sleep. We're, we're getting there. It. Doesn't it do all that for you? The driving puts the baby to sleep, but <laughs> yeah. uh, the feeding part, I'll have a talk with him. 
Yeah, we need to get that going. Now, when that happens, I'll say Tesla's the best. But I'm a gasoline engine guy uh, because I'm not big. The, the, the one time they tried to uh, create the, you know, that Tesla truck. You know that Tesla truck? Yeah. That thing is so ugly. You I love it? it. You do? Oh, it's awesome. It looks like oh, a, it looks like a un, it looks like one of the old computer video games that well, you would like see. It looks like Mad Max Mobile, like you'd see on Mad. Uh, exactly we're talking what about the cyber say. truck here. Yeah, exactly. That does not you ever look seen like Mad Max. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look like that. Not to me. Yeah, it just it's just uh, raw metal. You know that somebody that's that's why I love it. If you look at a polygonal shape of a truck from well, like you an ain't old gotta cuss me <laughs> you polygon <laughs> uh shape from uh and that's that might be a word i just created i don't really know uh, that's just what came to me when i was thinking about it so i'm not trying to act smart here somebody fact check me there it is that it looks like an old computer I love that man looks like an old uh horrible graphic computer oh, it's awesome. game that's what that looks like i know what a piece that's of dump like that it. is and i'll tell you what's funny now this is this is out for you know speculation or whether this was planned or not but i don't know if y'all saw or not but when he came out he said these windows are unbreakable and he he I smashed think that was them. done on purpose you think so for marketing mm-hmm. could could very well be in well e- e- even if it's not they're still even with the, with the, one of them breaking he uh it was still like they said that even with the one that broke was like you know more sturdy than any other window of a car so, you know. Tesla sucks. <laughs> okay. You hear me, Chris? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I, I think a guy like Elon who obviously has uh, – he's going to be a little bit of a egomaniac since he's oh, yeah. one of the wealthiest men in the world. I don't I don't think he'd let his windows break in public on purpose and it'd like to be embarrassed. I, I think that'd be a hard hit for him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it, it makes sense both ways. I like. I tell you what. I, I like. I like that that truck. Like the the high dollar one. Is about what a regular F one fifty is. In price. I just. But that's true. Trucks are so expensive. And it's and it, yeah, well yeah exactly and it's like, um, you know I, if I'm not mistaken it uh, the the one that that's you know that's and it's under for under a hundred hundred thousand dollars for uh, 70 grand you can go i think it's five five or six hundred miles that's crazy yeah but the uh the problem is is uh people they they sell it like okay well you're gonna save money on fuel you're never going to buy fuel but your energy bill goes up so much from charging this thing benny will tell you he's, he's gonna find out real quick wait till that electric bill comes in buddy benny will <laughs> no, now, seriously. How long you've only had you charge this? it at night? Yeah, but you've only had it for like two weeks. How long you had it? Three. Okay, you ain't got your month's bill yet, buddy. <laughs> you wait. I want you to text me a picture of your bill, your electric bill, before and after that Tesla. I want to see it because I, you know, and if you're right, but I'm telling you what other people say. They say your electric bill goes up so much. Because of all the charging of these batteries, that it, it it doesn't really make you save money in the long run for with the gas. I don't know though. I'm not rich, so I don't know what it is. You know, someday I'll be on your level, and uh, hopefully, if you if you let me get up there, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not I'm not getting in your way. But, no, you're uh, in my way, Benny. I, I, 
Because you won't give me money. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me money. uh, It's that easy. Send me your GoFundMe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll send you my Venmo. Uh, You you don't have a nickname. You know, it's just Benny or Darius. Why? That's a good question, man. Just nothing ever really stuck. Can I suggest one? You know my name in... uh, Yeah, sure. Benny Benny the Jet Darius. Benny the Jet. Yeah, Sandlot. It's been tried. It's never really stuck. Some people used to call me Benny the Jet. Uh, it just didn't stick. Benny? I, uh, I think I... The- <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm just messing with you. I th- yeah, I think the reason why it never stuck is, you know, my name, Ben Il. Uh, ben means son. Il means God. So it's just my, my, my first name means son of God. So and oh, my wow. last name, Daryush... Dar- it's considered. Uh, it might be considered a title. They're they're not really sure. It could just mean king as well. So son of God is my first name. Last name is King. So there, there there's a lot to that. You don't really oh, need a man, middle name yeah, with all that yeah. going on. Yeah. Benny the Jet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give it up. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Benny the Jet. <laughs> Move on. Just keep that in your. <laughs> Oh, uh, so you're if a, you toss some, if you toss some uh, food in there, something about food, I'll take it. But oh, man. It, besides that, I'm not really big on nicknames. Benio <laughs> the Burger King Darius. No, not Burger King. Benio Benio Beignet. Beignet. What what the heck is that? What? Is that a burger? You never had a beignet. It's a, it's a French thing. Yeah, no, I don't think I have. It's like the best donut in the entire Yeah, it's world. like a donut. It's like a fried donut. Well, aren't you a cultured little guy? Yes, I am. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I Man, am. Man, I'm sorry. As a matter of fact. Didn't know he was with Guy Fieri. Actually, it comes from Louisiana. <laughs> oh, does it? New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, you were a farm boy in Iran, right? Yes. And for nine years, yes. you grew up. And then you moved with your family to the U.S. And I'm curious... Why y'all moved from Iran to U.S.? What caused that to happen? Well, a couple of things. Um, my parents, you know, they said they wanted us to have better um, better opportunities. They wanted us to be doctors, lawyers, nurse, whatever. You know, I turned out to be the way I, I turned out. So, you know, kind of kind of went sideways with that one. But my sister's a nurse, so she kind of hit the hit the mark properly. That was one reason. The other reason also was because um, uh, my dad, he was he was a little crazy. He, you, you know, in Iran, you can't have alcohol. It's illegal. Right. I, I, I think he, um, I know he used to sell alcohol. Uh, and, you know, if you get caught with alcohol, there was like a fee or whatever. If you're like selling it, you're, you're going to be in, in deep poo-poo. So right. I think that's another reason why we showed up here. Mm. <laughs> Because your dad wanted to drink? Or you wanted to sell it? Yeah. <laughs> both. Both. Did he start My a liquor store? Is, uh, uh, no, he should have, though. He's a, <laughs> he's a truck driver now. He he just he, – he, he does he does drink. He likes to drink like – he likes to have a drink every night. Like he's just right. that yeah. kind of guy. I don't drink – I'm, I'm like the opposite. I don't know how we ended up like this. <laughs> so how did you how did you end up uh, being a Christian follower of Jesus? Because Iran is not known for that. 
So uh, I'm born in Iran, but I'm actually Assyrian. Assyrians are a uh, small uh, group of people there, small minority who were Christians before uh, the Persians took over. Mm. So. Uh, and, and, and the Muslims took over. So they allowed us to stay Christian. And so we are a uh, uh, small group that's predominantly Christian in Iran, uh, similar to Armenians. They're also Christians in Iran. So that's that's why we uh, we, um, we, we we've been going to church since I, since I can remember. I, I just really never had that relationship until I was in my 20s. Right. Now, what what was it like though? Was there was there persecution against y'all? Uh, because what is it over there? Is it Islam and Iran? And they don't seem yeah. to like Christians too much. They don't seem like so. So, you know, most people they were very sweet to us. Uh, when the government's not involved, you'd be surprised how sweet the people are. It's when the government get, that get, gets involved that we, we had some problems. So majority of the time, uh, our problems came from the government. It wasn't people. So, right. And if we did, that's the other thing. If we had problems with the, with people, we were not going to win that battle, especially not in court or, or, or from the government side. So so there was persecution, but not like the, the countries around us, let's say Iraq, where ISIS showed up in Syria and and, and even Turkey, there's been there, there's been persecution in a lot of other places too. But Iran, surprisingly, uh, not for Christians. I would say it's mild persecution. Really? Right. So so kind of like America. Yeah, I mean, mild persecution over here when the government's involved. A little bit, a <clears throat> little bit more, a little <laughs> bit more. But yeah, actually, you're, you know what? You're, they kind of left us alone. In in America, it might be worse because they're. <laughs> They're literally trying to take us apart, and they're starting at the family. Yeah, and that's Satan's game in the end. So, and you know that. Mm-hmm. So, but it ain't gonna happen in my house. Um, when you came to the nope. U.S., did you did you experience? And I know you were just nine years old, but did you experience culture shock, or was it was it just kind of close? Yeah, uh, it, it was. It was definitely a culture shock. So, like I said, grew up on a farm. I drank milk straight from the cow, like real milk. We had wow. that good mm-hmm. stuff where, uh, you know, it, it, it you didn't drink it right there and then. It, it'd be gone. It, it'd be uh, it'd go bad in like an hour or so. And I came to America, and and all of a sudden we're not leaving the house. We're always inside. We're 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 just hanging out inside, and it, it was it was definitely a culture shock. I gained some weight. I played a lot of video games, watched a lot of TV. And, you know, once I got to my teenage years, I started getting more active again. PlayStation or Xbox? Nintendo 64. Oh, nice. No, but I'm talking about now. You still play video games or no? Did you ever play Sony PlayStation uh, 1? Yes, of course. Yeah, that's when uh, the the 64 was out. They, They were like, together you know right um we used to play what was that game called house of the dead that was one and then what else did we play uh the character's name is snake but i can't remember the game metal gear it was metal metal gear Gear. that's the one i know exactly which one a lot of that yeah 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 i was a a gamer no i'm not anymore but i used to really love playstation my whole life uh, and I, but I didn't have a Nintendo 64, but I had a, the first Nintendo, 
And that was kind of where my gaming started. Then the Sega Genesis and then the Sony PlayStation. So that was kind of the progression of my – I do still want a Sony PlayStation 5, but I don't ever really play video games anymore. I don't know why. I thought I would always play my whole life, but I really don't. I'm not as interested anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I just don't touch them because I, I have a uh, addictive personality, so I, I stay away from anything that could uh, get me off the path. I got to be right. focused on my, my you know family, job, and all those things. And I know video games will definitely take me off of that track. Yeah, because you were there before. Yeah, you were a, video, exactly. you were, you were a hardcore gamer playing a world yeah, stage I mean, Nintendo computer- 64 championships. <laughs> Right, Benny? <laughs> Benny the Jet. Remember that? Okay. <laughs> we used to play games from we'd show up after school, after we we we'd go to soccer or whatever, we'd start playing games from four thirty PM uh, all the way to like four AM just because that that was it. We didn't have anything else to do. We we'd just be stuck in the room and it just it would stink in there and, and just play video games. You was, ever rent was, the games and, and try to uh, – we used to rent them and try to beat them before we, before we get, uh, could take them back to the rent, you know, and it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. We got to do this. We got to take it back tomorrow. I paid a lot of late fees <laughs> doing that. Yeah. That's exactly why we had to. We stayed up twelve hours yeah. playing video games. We we yeah. were trying to do that exactly. You had to give and, them back. And you yeah. know, it's like a school day. It's a school day, and you know, we picked up the game on a Thursday. We got to bring it back on a Saturday. Terrible day to pick it up, but whatever. We got to get after this, you know. So we we we'd stay up all night, and then we'd have to bring the game in at like seven a.m. or seven thirty before yeah. they actually open. Because if they open, you're late. Right. Yeah. So That's explain true. explain to me when and why you started training to fight. When how did this come about? I didn't really start training to fight. I started training just to stay in shape. I hate going to the gym. I don't like lifting weights. I don't like running. I don't I don't like doing a whole lot of things. I I like grappling because I had tried wrestling for a month in high school and I thought that, Oh, that was actually pretty enjoyable. So I said, I'll go do jujitsu as a way to stay in shape. And I jumped in there, started competing and just fell in love with it. I I mean, I was training once a day for a while and then it turned into two days. And then from there, it just, it just grew. It was, it was crazy. So we, we, we had a great time. How did that turn into getting an opportunity to fight for the UFC? All right. So I'm doing jiu-jitsu, which is just grappling. And I'm competing and I'm winning tournaments. One of my coaches one day is like, hey, why don't you fight MMA? I was like, sure. If, if the opportunity comes up, I'll do it. He calls me a week later. He's like, hey, do you want to fight MMA? I have a fight for you. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shaking in my boots because – I, I, you know, I don't want to get punched in the face, I, or at least I thought I didn't. I, it turns out I don't hate it that much. Anyways, I say yes, and then he turns, he turns around and says, "Okay, it's a professional fight, so you got to go get tested." And I say to him, "What do you mean professional fight? I've never fought before." He's like, "Well, there's no amateurs in California I, back then. There wasn't any." So, and he's like, "You know, if you you want to do a professional, just in case you get hurt, there's insurance. If we do a smoker, what is what they call them back then." You, you might get hurt and there's no insurance to, to kind of help you out. 
and uh, you know that that really, you know, encouraged me to to go <laughs> yeah. in and fight professionally. So, <laughs> so that's how we ended up fighting professionally. I don't know what my mom just said back there, but she threw something in there. She's not a big fan of me fighting. <laughs> yeah, your your parents nor your wife's parents is a big fan of you fighting, are they? Nah, not really. My uh, do they do they mom, call you loser? You know, she, to your face? No, no, no. My what do my they call mom, you? Uh, Tell me in Iran, in Iranian, in our Aramaic, Aramaic. What do they What do they say in disappointment? Al babuk which means you, you. You basically you're like your father. Oh, you, you got this from your father, not from me. You know. I see. I see. And, <laughs> and then my parents-in-law were even worse because you know when I went to ask. You know, I want to marry your daughter and all that, and oh, they're like, yeah. "No." They they straight <laughs> no. up looked at me and said, "No, no." Uh, no. <laughs> and we don't even want you dating I'm, her. I'm, I'm standing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the weird thing because I was dating her for a while, and I'm just standing there, and I'm like waiting for them to say something, and I was like, "Uh, why not?" And and then she goes like, "Your your job is stupid. You have a business, but it could go out any day. You need to go back to school." And I was just like what so we ended up coming coming to a compromise and uh, here we are my what daughter was is right next to me right now what was the compromise she would finish school she would oh. she would finish her nursing school i see so yeah. that was the compromise yeah. she had to finish or else y'all were not getting married yeah so i ended up waiting two and a half years extra nice that's a real man right that's love yeah. That's love. Uh, <laughs> Again. Well, remember, if I marry the woman that I want to marry, her parents become my parents. So honor thy mother and father. And I was like, right, all right, right, I guess I'll do it. Yeah, man. Um, so the when you so what was the first purse that when you and that guy called you? What did you get paid to go do that? That made you go? Did because did you think, oh, this is some big money in this? Surely not. No, I paid. I basically ended up paying for the first couple of fights. Um, they paid me maybe five hundred dollars, maybe, and I remember paying uh, eight hundred dollars for the uh, athletic uh, fees for the athletic commission. What was the first big purse that you got, and how much was it? When I fought for the UFC, it was eight plus eight. That first, that first fight. And you won your first one, yep. right? Yep. And then you lost your second one. Is that correct? Now, yep. did you think at that point when you lost your second fight, you just got into UFC, did you think, oh, Dana's about to cut me now? Or no, were you already on a fight contract? You lose. Well, contracts don't really mean anything. They cut. You, they can cut you if they don't want you. But I didn't know that. Typically, they cut you after. Yeah, they cut you off after a couple of losses in a row or something. Or maybe you get paid a lot and it doesn't make sense for them to keep you on because you may be at, at the twilight of your career or something, and then they cut you again. So if you sign a, a, a ten fight or four fight, we'll say three fight contract with the UFC, you're saying that they can cut you at any time anyway. What's, the, what's yep. the point of the contract then? Oh, it's it's to have me be exclusive to them. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's oh, a yeah. one-way contract. So it's like a record deal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Shahady. Yeah. yeah. See how high I went there? Yeah. Shahady. And Shahady. 
<laughs> you know, that's some shady stuff. Yeah. You see what I did there? I saw you what know, you did there. I didn't want to. But remember that commercial? It, it makes sense, no. though. You think it makes sense? It makes sense, though, if you think about it. In the beginning, it makes sense. Because as you grow as a fighter, the contract changes. But when you come in, nobody knows who you are. UFC right. is the You're is, not is bringing anybody machine. in. Exactly. Yeah. They are going to build you up. Yeah. So it's a development because of deal. that, it makes sense. Yeah. And then after that, the contracts change and things change. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with the losses when you lose? Like, how do you actually deal with it? How do you handle it? Oh, man. It used to drive me crazy. It used to just, you know, completely destroy me because for a long time I, I, I worshipped winning. But, you know. That ain't healthy. Things have changed, obviously. No. So, I, uh, you know, I give it to the Lord, obviously. It still it still crushes me. It still crushes me. But the cool thing about being crushed, it, 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 it's an opportunity for the Lord to build you back up and he builds you better. So, that's that's the best way I could put it, man. I just get crushed and then I, I, I come back and I somehow end up stronger. Well, rejoice always is what we're supposed to do. And as long as you do that, Praise God. we're in good hands. You know, because Jesus technically lost by world standards, right? He was crucified and then but he didn't he didn't fret about it. it didn't it didn't mess because he did it willingly, right? So in defeat, yeah. if we can if we can go in defeat and treat it the same way we treat triumph, like Paul said, then we're doing very well. So if you learned how to do that, you are a very great man. Because I ain't saying I do it. I'm just saying that's I know what's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> did you uh did you have Yeah I Go ahead. I, I'm with you. It's um, I understand what exactly what you said, and it is very hard to put in practice. It, and people who say, "Oh yeah, you could just do that," it's not that simple. It's it's gonna take years, to, and 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 I'm still going through the process. But it's cool because the process kind of how do I explain it? The best way I know how to explain it is like going through the desert and the Lord is just, he's melting the flesh off of you. You know, he's starving the flesh off of you. Yeah. Tried in the fire. That's what we are. Exactly. Did you have a different dream growing up or was, because it wasn't fighting. That wasn't your dream. What was your actual dream? Would you say, you know what? I want to do this when I grow up. What was it? Video games. I wasn't really, not really much of a dreamer. I, Gotten fights here and there. Didn't really care about them. My mom wanted me to be a some kind of businessman, so I was going to be an accountant. So didn't I wasn't really big on dreams. I guess I just I really enjoyed fighting. That was that was something I did enjoy though. Well, y'all were you y'all actually kind of had money over here, right? You weren't you you grew up middle class, didn't you? Uh no, uh, not middle class, but close we would get money from Iran to support us and we'd get it just enough. Just enough. But then at some point that all went away because of the government took the land or something. What happened? That's right, man. You know your stuff. So I don't know what happened. They, they put some embargoes on Iran. Iran took some land from my family and things like that. And, um, and then all of a sudden we don't have any, you know, income. And my mom looked at me and says, Hey, what are we going to do? And, uh, for the first time in my life, I looked at the Lord and I said, Hey, what are we going to do? And that's basically how we went. And that's when your first fight came. That's when the call came, right? 
the the first. No, I the had first fought good already one. professionally. Yeah, but wasn't there? There was a good uh, payday after that, was there not? Yeah, this was the first fight that I actually made money on, and it was more money than I expected. How much was it? Let's testify. It was. <laughs> it was. 3K, no, it was 2K to show up and 5K if I won. Or it was might be 3 show up and 5 if I won. Something like that. But it was, and you I won. was like, what? Five. And you yeah, won? Yeah, like a minute and a half, I think. Yeah. So then you thought, wow, this is this is the road now. We're, yeah, I was like, wow, this is easy. I can do this every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then USADA kicks in. Right? Because they won't no, let you do that. I, no, I think it would be fine. USADA, would, would, they don't care. They just make sure you're not uh, taking any drugs. The Athletic Commission won't let you. That's do who it is. The if, Athletic if you, Commission, you know. they won't let you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, my fight was in Brazil. If I could find another fight that would pay me that much in Brazil, I would have done it again the next day or the next weekend, whatever. The problem is two problems. Athletic Commission and the other one is my weight. I'm uh, – man, I'm, I'm not – uh, kidding with you guys when I say I'm a fat boy. I uh, I just blow up after every fight. I'm I'm close to 190, like I said, I, and I get to get down to 155 just to fight, or I have to fight some big boys. Man, I can't imagine being as big as you. You're like 190. <laughs> That's oh, disgusting. It's, it's a scary, man. It's absolutely it's disgusting. World. I can't even look at you right now, Benny. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm taking that, Benny. I'm taking. I'm taking that. I wish I was 190. You know what I'm saying? I would love to be 190 right now. Uh, Benio, in the middle of every show, which we're past the middle now, but uh, in the, we do a segment called Why Would They Do That? And it's a, it's usually a product. And so we were just talking about renting. This this actually is weird how this keeps working out so perfectly. We we're just talking about renting uh, games and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's a little funny product uh, ad. You remember renting a movie back in the good old days and the the hassle and charge for not rewinding the movie before returning it? Returning it? You remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember that, Benio? Okay. Well, you never have to worry about that again with this product called the DVD Rewinder. You probably never knew they <laughs> rewind a DVD, but... I, I don't know what's going on here. There's an actual DVD Rewinder. Show him that product. I want him to see this. This is an actual real product. Wow. Wow. I'm sending one to your house as a gift for doing this show. I appreciate that. I really need one of those. Yeah, keep all your DVDs rewound. Man. How many people did they scan with this? I don't know. (laughs) A bunch, probably. Uh, Anyway, you're on a seven-fight win streak, and one of them was you beat Tony Ferguson, the El Kakui, the the boogeyman, right? How crazy is that? It's it's crazy because, you know, he's been the scariest guy in the division for a long time. And obviously, I wasn't the first guy to take him out, but he's still he's still a threat. You know, a lot of people just never wanted to fight this guy. He's a very scary man. Like when you when you look at how he seems to never get tired. Right. He just that alone is weird. There's something weird about that. He never gets tired, and he's pretty crazy. He's he's pretty. I think he's had a few mental breaks. Maybe I don't know, but I'm I'll be honest with you. I was a fan of his when I thought that he was going to fight Khabib. I wanted him to beat Khabib, right? Because I always root for anyone to lose at least one time, and I don't care if it's somebody that 
I'm a fan of. I think that everybody should lose once. So because I want to see how they how they are in defeat. I want to see how. That's how I became a fan of Stephen Thompson was when he lost his first fight and the way he handled it. I thought that I said, man, this guy's great. And I'm going to follow this guy because he handles defeat super well. He was smiling, and he was like, wow, man, I can't believe they finally got me. You know, and then it was like, man, the way you handle it, because I would have been so different in that regard, you know. So I was a fan of Tony's because I thought he was going to fight Khabib all four times or whatever, how many times that was supposed to happen. And then when he came to you six times, wow. Yep. When When it came to him fighting you, I was like, Oh, no. I'll be honest with you. I got to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought, oh, no. He's going to beat Benio. That's what I thought. I promise you I thought that. And I, I, I'm ashamed of it now because you really destroyed him, right? But I, I, I wouldn't – I didn't want – because I didn't want you to lose, right? Because I wanted you to win, but I thought, I don't know, man, because this guy's, this guy's nuts. And then even in the, po- in, the, in the press conferences – now, explain this real quick. Cause he's like he's like verbally, just not just attacking, but he's annoying with it. And he got to he got under your skin for a minute too. Explain that. So, like you said, scary dude, weird dude. Just he's very good at throwing darts or jabbing or whatever you want to call it when when we speak. And in the in the press conference, you know, he was saying stuff didn't really bother me. And then he started talking about my manager and a friend of mine and. Uh, Justin Gagey and, and yeah. yeah, that that got under my skin. That got under uh, under my skin real quick. Especially, man, why are you talking about Justin? He just whooped your butt. Like, you know, yeah. if, if you want to fight him, go fight him. But don't don't talk about Justin. You know. And then he started talking about. He said something like, which a lot of what Tony would say and has always said is very hard to understand what he's actually meaning. Uh, but I'm sure there's a meaning there. But he said something about. Uh, you want to go over there with the 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 UFC Ultimate Fighter guys and all this stuff, and and I was like, what's he talking about? Do you what? Can you explain what he's talking about? It, it didn't really make sense to me either. Uh, I, my understanding was, my team right now we have a lot of guys in the UFC, so he's like, oh, it's like the Ultimate Fighter house over there. Is that, oh. That's what he's saying. Is basically. My team is the Ultimate Fighter house, and how he, he won the Ultimate Fighter, and he ran through those guys. So he's trying to make a comparison like that. And I thought to myself, bro, it's nothing like that. You know, we've been training together for for years. Like some of these guys over a decade. You did six week uh, training camp or or fight camp at, at the Ultimate Fighter. How are you going to compare the two together? You know, it's stupid, but whatever. But he is a monster in the ring, right? He he is he's he's a monster in the ring and then um, man he just you know he doesn't get tired he can take a punch he can take a beating you know I I, I think I tore his knee out but he yeah. didn't even tap there's, the there's a lot of things about mm. him yeah he was twisting his knee Chris man. he grabbed his ankle he grabbed his ankle all full fully stretched out and he's twisting his his whole knee this way yeah and Tony. Is, yeah, he's making noises and it pops. Correct? You said you heard it pop, right? He heard it pop. Yeah, he got bad. never tapped, never mm-hmm. tapped. Yep. I think he's. Uh, I don't know. Like, is he? I wonder if he sometimes if he feels pain or something. It's just very strange. Well, he was wincing in pain. You know, he was wincing in pain, and 
and and you know on top of just being tough and 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 he's he says crazy stuff like no one wants to fight me while i'm sitting there at the press conference i've accepted the fight and i'm gonna fight you <laughs> he goes evidently someone days. does he's like yeah no no one wants to fight me blah blah blah, blah. i'm like what's well, he I'm right i'm right here <laughs> my take is that that's why he lost because well first of all you're amazing and uh Again, I apologize for not believing in you. Uh, I never would have told you that if you would have lost. I would never have told you that. <laughs> but since you won, I feel comfortable in saying that I didn't believe in you, but I'm so glad you won. I was rooting for you. Um, but I think that he lost for two reasons. One, because you're a lot better fighter than people give you credit for. And the same reason with him. I don't think – I think he was looking straight past you. I don't think that he – that's why he said no one wants to fight me. I think he meant, like, no one that's on my level. Because the way he was treating you in the press conference was just like you were you were not even worthy to be on that stage with him. And I thought, man, how disrespectful. And I really wanted you to win bad, and I was so glad you did. Thanks, brother. I, I think a lot of it has to do, too, with uh, – like I surround myself with killers. All the guys they train with are constantly coming to take me out, and they're very good. But we still have a family, uh, family style uh, team. You know, we're close. We're very. Everybody's very close to each other. So I don't think he has that. I think he brings in people once in a blue moon to train with. I don't think he has really good guys to 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 train with overall. And and I think it shows. I think the people you surround yourself with uh, make a big difference, and I think it showed with Tony. Well, he trains by himself, I think, for the large part. But he was saying things like in that press conference, he was saying I reached out to Brock, I believe Brock Lesnar, and he reached out to this guy and that guy, and he talked to them, and, and they gave him advice or something. And But the, the funny thing was is here's what I hate about the whole situation. This is something I hate is that you beat him, you beat a monster in that ring. And it, you didn't beat him because he was older. Because that's what people are starting to say now, that he's not at his best, he's not at his prime, so that you, you, you beat him because he's an older fighter, he's coming up on age. But I don't agree with that. I, I don't think that anything's changed in his fighting, even though you might agree with it, I don't. I think that he he looks he still has the same gas tank. He still nothing changed right about his fighting. He's just lost. That's it to me. That's the way I see it. I I agree. He he still kicks the same. He punches the same. He takes a beating the same way. He, you know he does. Nothing's really changed with his style. I I think what's happening is you know he's fighting the top of the top, cream of the crop, and and that's what's happening. And to to prove the fact that he's still good. You could just put me in with the champ right now, and then if I beat the champ, it shows like, hey, Tony still got skills. He just he just fought a tough guy. You think your next fight's with the champ for the championship? I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Um, you know, they're probably going to try to give it to Dustin or or Connor, the winner of that fight. But those guys are not very easy to negotiate with. So I think it's possible I get the fight. Yeah, what I hope is. I hope it is Connor, and I hope he gets the belt, and then I hope you fight Connor. Right? I mean, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Connor fights like once in a blue moon, so right. it it uh, I I prefer to have the belt, and then if Connor wins, and then he can come talk to me if he's That's the true. number one contender. But you know what? I'm going. It's, I'm, it's I'm just, reverting back to you. I, I want that. <laughs> I, I want that too. You get the belt, and Connor's got to nah. come come beat you. Take it from you. I want to see you beat Connor. I like that better. <laughs> and there's a it's lot of people doable. on here that are it's gonna very doable. Yeah, a lot of people on here are gonna probably be like. Then listen to this. Be like, how dare you go against Connor? But uh, I want to see you beat Connor. When you beat Tony, did he say anything to you? Like, have you heard from him at all? Did he say, "Hey, man, good job"? No. Or anything? He's a sore loser. We I haven't. Feel like. We haven't really talked. I don't know, but I, I didn't really get a chance to talk to him in the back either. You know, I kind of wanted. Uh, I was. I was actually thinking about sharing the gospel with him, and I was like, "Hey, man, you you got to stop worrying about the camera and and the and the and the Twitter and the and the social media, and you gotta you know you gotta spend some time in prayer and with the Lord, and then put some focus into your family because this fighting thing isn't forever. We're we're gonna do this for a few more years, and then it's it's done and over with. We're we're gonna go. And, but our family, that's, that's going to be forever. You know, I, right. I'm, I'm going to be a father forever. I'm not going to be a fighter forever. I pray that you get that opportunity still, because there's time still out for that, you know, for you to have a conversation with him. Did you feel the, uh, the underdog yeah, pressure, like that was being put on you? Like you were, cause you were, if there was ever an underdog, it seemed like it was you in this regard. Yeah, it was weird because they were trying to put pressure on me, especially the fans. There was a lot of Tony fans out there, and I, that was the loudest I've ever heard the arena for myself personally in terms of booze. And for some reason, my, my friend had messaged me earlier, like, hey, this is going to be like David and Goliath. When you walk in there, it's going to be like David and Goliath. You know, they, they chanted Goliath, 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 and, and you saw what happened with Goliath. and. When I walked into that octagon, it was exactly that, and I couldn't help but smile. So I'm I'm trying to stay focused on the fight, but I I was I was thinking about scripture and and, and smiling. So it was um, it, it was a really cool experience. The whole fight was really really cool. Here's a scripture for you: Blessed are ye when men hate you, right? You know that scripture? Where they hated me first. That's right. It's, uh, Sermon on the Mount. I believe it's uh, it's either chapter 7 or 8 of uh, Matthew. That's right. Very good. So when you walked out, that was that was already prophesied. They were supposed to, they were going to hate you because you were you were not I mean, hopefully that don't always be the case. Maybe you'll gain some fans through the I know you're going to gain some fans cuz your your social media probably jumped up. I don't know. But what did your social media look like after that fight? Um you know, my wife really does the social media stuff. It's not on my phone anymore. Um, I, I want to say like 50K to 60K or something like that, she said, right. I, I, in, in uh, well, you're Instagram. At and I don't really know. You're at 100 and something thousand. I don't know Twitter. On Instagram now. Yeah, I think I was, I was at like 70 before, I think 70K before. So, yeah, a big, big jump. Isn't that something how that works? You call out Elon Musk and – <laughs> Next thing you know, you got a hundred and something thousand followers on Instagram and a brand man. new Tesla. Oh man, I, I I'm still waiting on the brand new part, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it. My my wife is she gets more excited about the car every day. At first, she didn't like she didn't like the idea of having a Tesla, but I said, hey, if we're gonna get the best car for the baby, and we're we're getting this. 
And she, but now she loves the car, so she's even excited about the new car. So is the Tesla that you got as a loaner? Is it anything like the one that you're going that you're waiting on? Yeah, it's the it's the same model, just older. Mm. Mm. So you're getting a, a, actually a better one. Yep, eventually. Yeah. Why does it take so long? I don't understand. Um, I think something to do with manufacturing the chip and China and politics. And well, and they, I don't know. Didn't they move? Aren't they moving to? Didn't they? Uh, they're moving. Didn't they move to Texas or they're moving to Texas or something like that? I don't know. Did, did they that? are in Texas. Yeah. Mm, and they're in the process of moving. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're in Texas, but. I don't. They're, obviously, it's more than just Texas. They have yeah, uh, right. they have things going around all over the world. Oh, yeah. and something's getting in the way of making a certain product that allows the car to function the way it does, and and that's that's the problem we're having right now. Benio, uh, can I call you Benny the Jet? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the greatest fighter of all time, in your opinion? You know. John Jones would be on on the list for number one if it wasn't for the uh, he had a couple of uh, couple of times he got caught by Usada so he, you have to scratch him off I think in the lightweight division it would be Habib he's the greatest lightweight of all time and then I think just in general I would either go with George Saint Pierre or Demetrius Johnson those are my two top guys I'm t- I'm talking about. Now, of course, that, that's what you think. That's what you think. But I'm talking about stretching out to boxing and fight. They don't have to be in UFC of all time. I see. Like, you know, you got uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, the the Russian guy, uh, Emilienko, or whatever his name was. Oh, he was yeah, pretty, Fedor. He was pretty – Fedor, that's his name, Fedor. Okay, yeah. Um, if we're going to do that – I think in boxing, whether you like it or not, Mayweather is probably the number one guy. Of Even all time. I, I like Pacquiao better. Yeah, I like Pacquiao better, but yeah. Uh, yeah, man, not getting hit is very hard to do, and he did that the best. Yeah. Uh, but as far as capturing hearts, nobody did it like Muhammad Ali and Tyson. I think those are the two guys that mm-hmm. are – and they, Evander they Holyfield. The, the I, I love Evander Holyfield. Uh, and I love Tyson, too, yeah, for, until he fought Evander. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, man, man, it's hard to say all-time best fighter. In MMA, I, I, I would still say GSP or Demetrius. Yeah, those are the two guys, especially Demetrius Johnson. He was – he was, he's so, he still fights. He's so good. He's so good, man. And, you know – he recently lost, but it doesn't change the fact of, about what he did from before that. He's just—he's an incredible fighter. He's—he's he's somebody I would definitely want to emulate. It's just I'm—I'm kind of stubborn and hard-headed when it, when I get inside that octagon, so it doesn't work out well for me. Can you? And this is the last question. Can you? Are you like the other UFC fighters and MMA people? Not for the most part. That say when I ask this question, I say. Because I'm a, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan. A lot of MMA guys say he would get destroyed in the MMA, and I think you're crazy if you think that. So are you crazy, Benny? Um, are you crazy, Benny? <laughs> here's the thing. They asked Bruce Lee, like, what would you do if you fought a grappler? I believe he said I would bite him. So 
you know, he might have a chance. Who knows? If But here's the thing about Bruce Lee. The tie of Jeet Kundo is the style that is no style. So the fact that if Bruce Lee was on a regular basis, if he was in the UFC, he would adapt a style that, that pertained to grappling and wrestling. He would have that in his repertoire. So it wouldn't be the same uh, as it was back then when that was not a, that was not big thing. It was fights were not happening that way, typically. Yeah, you have to understand he's a pioneer. Because of him, we are at the level that we are right now. If you if you look at it back twenty years ago, guys today could beat the guys from twenty years ago without a problem. From the octagon, from the UFC, whatever. Uh, you know, if back then you used to be a black belt in jujitsu, and that was a big deal. Now everybody's got a black belt in jujitsu, and they're they're a proficient striker, and they can wrestle, and they can do all that. So, I think. He's a pioneer, and because of him, we're, we're at a point where everybody's trying to have that no style. They could do it all thing. But it, in, in this day and age, it, he'd have a very hard time because he didn't have the access uh, to all these different martial arts and knowledge that, that's out there. Yeah, but if he was here today, he would. That's the point. That's my point. If, okay, if we're saying it like that, then yeah, I agree with you. If, Did, if we're going to put it like that, then yes. Have you ever – have you ever – researched how he trained and how how vigorous and how non-stop he was in training yeah he reminds me of tony i don't know if that's going a little far that's a little that's kind of an insult to bruce lee i'm sorry linda <laughs> lee oh uh, i know you're listening uh i'm know you're listening right now to this uh pipes uh bruce lee's Bro, life. they tell me they tell me Tony trains for like six hours straight. He, he's a madman. I'm like, six hours straight, bro. I don't I believe that. sleep for six hours straight. I believe yeah, that he I does do because that's how he got yeah. the gas tank that he has, that he yeah. never gets tired. But Six hours straight. Golly, I give up on a good poop in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I stop pushing yeah, around oh no, the yeah, five-minute mark. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna tell you what I, I'm in that bathroom. I'm I'm there for a while. Not just, not that out of I want to be in there. That's the place where I kind of reflect. You gotta want to be. You gotta want it. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> you gotta want it. <laughs> you gotta just grab yeah. the handles. Oh yeah, and want it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially if you don't eat enough fruit, which I'm sure Benny Benny the Jet does. So you're trying to make that stick, ain't you? I'm you're trying to, to make it happen. Try- <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen, but you're trying to make it happen. The the title of this will not be Benny Odarius. It will be Benny the Jet. That's what it's gonna be. And everybody's gonna be like, "So we're doing baseball." <laughs> should write a song uh, last about it. Maybe stick. Yeah, Benny and the Jets. That could be your walking out. So speaking of walking out songs, you walk out to rise up. Yeah, I need you to walk out Still to one of my songs someday. Uh, write me something. We'll see how it goes. I already wrote it. It's coming at you. <laughs> it's coming at you right let's, now. Let's go. Listen and to it on there. <laughs> I got to be able to worship, you know? I got to be able to worship when I walk out there because for some reason, it used to be one of those insecure things when I would walk out there and I'd just be like trying to make myself tough and whatever. But now when I walk out there, it's it's the most vulnerable part and I just worship and I say, Lord, it's this is your time. Uh, your will be done. So right, you I knew got that. something like that for me. I'll I take knew it. that. I was just messing with you. Now, I love it that you walk out to that. I think it's amazing. Lauren Daigle is, she's one of the greatest singers, man. I love her. 
I wouldn't even want you to walk out to anything else. I was just playing around with you. I don't want you to think I was serious. Unless you were serious. All right. <laughs> no, I just, I just Unless. I'm just playing again. Uh, did you one, one quick thing. Did you watch the Logan Paul Mayweather fight? Yeah, but like kind of. I was making food and hanging out and whatever. Right. I watched it. Uh, I was sitting outside. I was not going to pay for it. I was sitting outside Buffalo Wild Wings on the outside part where you can watch those TVs in my vehicle. I was watching it. <laughs> through the, I was. <laughs> excuse me, ma'am. Can you move over to the left? Yeah. And then their feed, the feed uh, that Buffalo Wild Wings had uh, went out. So then I walked up. There was these guys with their cell phones. Somebody was on Instagram. They were there at the fight, and they were streaming the fight. And I walked up, and I literally at the gate, they were sitting here, and I just stood up behind them and was just watching their phone until the feed came back on. <laughs> anyway, you think that was set up? It's. I don't think it was set up. It was too ugly to be set up. It's just the guy has 40-pound advantage, weight advantage. Well, he might even be heavier than that because he cut down to 189. And Yeah, he was definitely Who heavier. knows, man? And Mayweather – you know, Mayweather's not a big guy, and Mayweather is 44, and Mayweather doesn't really care about this guy, and he knows his record's not going to get uh, tarnished because it's it's a exhibition fight. So it might have been the real th- deal. Just it was a big money grab, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, it was, it was whack. All right, last thing before you leave, we do a, uh, what's called an unbelievable fact at the end of every show. You ready? Okay. You're going to like this one, maybe. One of the most famous paintings in the world, The Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci, originally showed Jesus' feet, but in 1652, they decided they needed a doorway put in more than they needed to, that part of the painting. How do you feel about that? They cut off Jesus' feet in the that's, painting to put a doorway yeah, in. That, that's weird because I, I got a I got a like a Persian rug with The Last Supper, and I never really realized that. That's... Well, the Persian rug is probably going to have the feet. feet in it. But if you look at the original where he painted it at the was it fresco or whatever, at that building, they put a doorway in, which come, which was an archway up, and it cut off Jesus' feet in the painting. They cut off a piece of Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper to put a doorway in. I think that's kind of messed up. But, you know, it's not my painting. You know, not like the greatest painter of all time or whatever. Yeah, it's not like he's <laughs> yeah, I mean, not like he painted the Sistine Chapel or nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh man. Anyway. Uh Benny. Can I call you Benny? But, but wait. Oh. What's up? I like it. Cause think about it. You know, to get to the door of heaven, what do you gotta do? You gotta come to the feet of Jesus. Ooh. So it kinda works. Listen yeah, to I like you. that. Maybe they Maybe they knew something we didn't. I got your. You know what? I just, I just, I just got your, your nickname. Uh oh, here we go. I just found it. This is here true. we this, go. This one actually is going to stick. The next time you fight, this needs to be on the card. It, Benny Benil, the servant, Darius. I love it. Huh? Actually, that is cool. Yeah, and I don't like to say uh, it because you came really up. With I know. The servant. Yeah, I actually like that a lot. My friend. <laughs> I hope it, God bless I you. I hope it catches. It's going to catch because we're going to make sure it happens. Hey, I love you to death, brother. Jesus bless you. And I'm, I'm rooting for you all the way. I can't wait till you uh, come to Nashville and tell, teach us how to eat Iranian food. Heck yeah. And I can't wait even more for you to get that belt. Praise God for you guys. Thank you guys. 
Appreciate All right, brother. Good to meet you, man. Take care. Ah, thank y'all so much for listening to the Marty Ray Project Chats. And a big thank you to Rode for supplying the sound with Rodecaster Pro. Whether you like what you heard or hated what you heard, subscribe and rate us anyway. Let us have it. <laughs> <laughs>